Hello, my love, and welcome to part two of our home series on the Sunshine Project. My name is Chloe. I am your host, and I loved sharing a few of the things I know about finding your dream home in part one of this series. If you haven't listened to that yet, please go back and listen to it. But today, we're going to dip into creating your space. So, curating a home around you that you feel right at home in. And we're going to have a little look at what keeping your home means too. So, think housekeeping, but it's not about being tidy. It's about bringing a little bit of sunshine into your space. I suppose both of the topics today are about bringing a little bit of sunshine into your space. And I think we should jump straight in. So number two things to think about and delve into when it comes to our spaces is about creating your space. So I think this probably could have been a whole other episode and I might do an episode on renovation and styling if you'd like it, but we'll run through this pretty quickly and concisely. So why would you want to renovate? Why would you want to paint? Why would you want to spend lots of time on your space, whether again, that's a caravan or a bedroom or a whole dang house. Well, I think it matters because by pouring love into your space, you are making it yours. I think it matters having a space that feels like yours, that feels like it's got a lot of you in it. And I think that you work out things about yourself and who you are and what you prioritize and what you love and want to spend time on by pouring love and time into your space and making it feel cozy and warm and making it feel somewhere that you want to come home to. Because that's the other thing, right? Like your space affects your mental space. I always say, and I mean, quite often I say it, but don't listen to it, clear space, clear mind. And I don't mean, you know, it's all stark white and looks like a brand new build and like no one lives here. I just mean sometimes getting rid of the clutter, whether that is physical clutter or emotional clutter, can be really, really helpful in seeing things with fresh eyes. So I think it matters having somewhere that is cozy and warm and clean and feels like you. So when it comes to creating your space, I think you can sink big love into it or you can sink big money into it, or you can do both, or you can do neither. And there are pros and cons to everything. Some people have lots of money and not much time. Some people have lots of time and not much money. Some people have lots of everything. Some people have not much of anything. And again, whatever works for you, that's what you've got to go with. I have not ever spent that much money on our spaces. I didn't in our old house I didn't hear probably the most expensive thing I've done consistently is like once every few years I'll decide that everything in the pantry needs to be in a nice glass container with a bamboo lid and I buy lots of those that's very expensive like wildly expensive but apart from that I buy lots of things secondhand I even buy paint secondhand there's probably someone local to you on Facebook marketplace you can do that from and I put a lot of time into our space and a lot of love. And if you've got money and you can put time and love into it, 
bravo for your life. Love that for you. If you've got money, you can spend on it, but not much time. You can probably buy things that are a little bit nicer and don't need fixing up or changing or repairing. And if you've got neither time nor money, that's okay. There are some quick, easy, simple things that you can do as well to make your space feel lived in and loved. And that looks like buying things from op shops that are pre-loved. Probably having a half-decent think about what style you want your house to be. I recommend going on Pinterest and Googling design styles or going on TikTok or Instagram and looking up design styles and going from there. I really love mid-century modern. I love sort of boho, eclectic, farmhouse, blendy blend. Very much, (laughs) I guess, have my own style and roll with that. But figure out what your style is and then buy things. Even like you can get Honestly, a bookcase for $20 from Savers or Salvos or, you know, your local charity store at the hospital. That's a really good one near us. But yeah, that doesn't take so much time. It doesn't take so much money. It means that your house will still feel like it's got a little bit of you and still feel lived in and loved. You can also get things from friends and family. Lord knows, if you if you put the feelers out there and you say, hey, uh, does anyone have an old couch that they're getting rid of? It's like signing up to an email list for a big company. You will never stop being emailed about their crazy, crazy closing down sale. My Lord, you will get offered every pot, every pan, every book for the rest of your life. But if you get some lovely things for free, then maybe it's worth it. I also, as I mentioned, recommend op shops and I also recommend lay-by. This is getting less common now, but when we moved, I went to lots of different places just like Kmart and Target and things like that and I put things on lay-by. I said, hey, I can come and pick this up in three weeks' time because that was our moving date if that's okay and they said all good and then over those three weeks I paid things off and I don't do buy now, pay later because delayed gratification is better for my soul. But I slowly, slowly paid those things off. Maybe it was three weeks, maybe it was six weeks, maybe it was however long I could. And then on the day we moved, I grabbed Lucas and a van, picked them all up and we had a lovely new home. I do recommend maybe not going to the big box stores like Harvey Norman and things like that. I mean, I shop there, but In terms of buying packages, like you walk in and you walk out and all of a sudden you've got $5,000 on a loan and you've got a bed frame and bedside tables and, you know, a tall boy. You don't even know what a tall boy is, but you've got one and you will be paying them off for the next four years of your life and it's interest free. So that's probably good. But by the time you haven't even got halfway to paying it off, you don't like them anymore. So yeah, maybe think about some other options there. Okay, so I keep talking about all of the ways that you can find things to create your space, but I haven't really gone into what that means, I've just realized. And when I say create your space, I suppose I mean, as I mentioned vaguely, just filling it with you. And if you asked me what I would prioritize in terms of stuff to put in your space, like you know, you probably need somewhere to sleep, probably need a bed, probably need a fridge. But whether you are feeling really loved up about where you live or whether you are going in completely blind to somewhere completely new, the one thing that I recommend to everyone, so 
yes to you, is walls and floors. It's walls and floors. Outside of the stuff that you need for people to sit on or for you to sleep on or to serve food on, I really think that adding rugs and artwork is the number one thing and they do go together. It is a pairing. It's the number one thing you can do to make a house or a room or a van or an anything feel like a home. So they are paired. I think it's really important to try and balance out as much artwork as you have in the wall space with the same amount of rugs. And when I say amount, I don't mean like, oh, you have three pieces of artwork, so you need three rugs. I suppose I mean maybe covering about the same amount of area. So if 80% of your wall space is covered in art, A, love that. That is very much my vibe. B, probably a lot of your floor will want to be covered with rugs as well because rugs are just art for the floor and they make spaces look so finished. Quite often we're in this stage of life where lots of our friends are moving into their first homes, whether they are homes that they have been lucky enough to purchase, whether they're rentals, they're just in their own space and quite often people turn to me and ask, how can I make this feel more like your place? Because truthfully, our place is one that people walk into and they'll say, oh, it feels so warm in here or it feels so good, like the vibes are so good, the energy is so good. And nine times out of ten, my advice to whoever is asking is walls and floor. It can be done very affordably. Again, op shops. I buy most of our artwork secondhand from op shops and rugs, op shops as well, easy peasy. Facebook Marketplace, Gumtree, none of it needs to be new. I will say that smaller rugs and smaller pieces of art tend to look quite quirky and eclectic and, again, bohemian and, you know, just like fun, whereas large rugs and large pieces of art make rooms look really anchored and grown up. And, I mean, I say that, but then (laughs) your big piece of wall art, I was going to say it could be three metres by three metres and it's just doodles of people's genitals but I feel like that would be actually quite artsy so look at you you artsy little human but either way nine times out of ten when I walk into someone's space and they don't know what to do with it and I'm not an interior designer but I think I've learned a thing or two over the last few years through styling our cottage and then also designing renovating styling Judith Grove which is the bed and breakfast that I manage and renovated and run. I kind of have a feel for this stuff now. And if you feel like your space feels or looks a little bit empty, then adding something to the floor, particularly if your floors are hard floors like tiles or floorboards or laminate, but also if they're carpet, just one big block color, then adding something will soften the noise It will create a little bit more interest for the eye. It will make the space feel more homely. It will make the space feel more full. And again, putting things on the walls will make the space feel more full and lived in. If you think about, you know, ever going to an inspection of a house or walking through a house, like there's no way that there's not going to be art on the walls. Usually it's quite minimalistic because the goal of styling a house for something like that is to make the people walking through it feel like they could imagine living there 
but there's always artwork. There are always rugs. It just is something I recommend to make your house feel so lovely and loved in and lived in and like it's home. And the last thing I want to talk to you about today is keeping your space. So we've done finding your space. We've done creating your space again, quite quickly. I feel like there could be whole episodes on just these things. Maybe that's a trick for season two, but I want to talk to you now about keeping your space. And when I say keeping it, I don't, I mean, I do mean clean, but I don't mean that there should be any expectation on you by yourself or by other people that they should be able to walk in and drop, you know, an ice cream anywhere in your house and be able to scoop it up and eat it without feeling weird because everything should be so tidy. I just mean keeping your space tidy, keeping it warm and keeping it clean. And again, when I say tidy, I'm not talking about it looking like a show home. I'm talking about, as I said earlier, clear space, clear mind. So just having room to think, just having a space that people can park their bums in if they come over. When I say clean, I personally don't care about the cleanliness of people's homes. I'm a bit funny about food. Like if I come over and there's lots of food around that has been sitting there for days or weeks, but I've got like weird food aversions around mold and things. I think that's probably a safe thing to say that most people are a bit funny about food, like rotting around the place. But apart from that, if I've got somewhere to put my bum and there's no like three week old hamburger sitting next to me, what a vibe. And there are two quotes that I'd really like to share here. Actually, I found them both on Instagram. I am going to credit them to the places that I found them. I believe they are where they both came from, but I want you to listen to them really closely, especially if you're someone that feels this like heart-clenching pressure to always have a perfect home, but you don't think it's really a value that you hold. Like, I don't care what other people's houses look like, and I feel such a relief if I walk into someone's house and it's a bit of a mess. I'm like, oh, thank God, because next time you come over, I am not spending the hour before freaking out, panicking, questioning every decision because the bloody pillows need a vacuum and, I don't know, the ceiling's full of cobwebs because I can see it doesn't matter to you. Brilliant, because it doesn't matter to me either. So the first quote is from Cup of Joe and it was sent in by a reader of, of Cup of Joe. You can find cup of joe on instagram under cup of joe but this is a brilliant quote i saw there and i must have screenshot it about 30 times but it really hits home for me and it says when someone invites me into their messy house i think yes i've crossed over into real friend territory real friends let you see their less than perfect lives one time a new friend served me wine in a random little tumbler that they probably also used for water or milk and i felt so loved I knew then that they weren't trying to impress me. We were just having fun and enjoying each other's company. Whenever someone shows me their unfiltered life, I feel like we become family. And that was sent in to Cup of Joe by Nick. And I absolutely bloody love it because I could not agree more. I feel nicer going into someone's home and like, like, again, there's not, uh, there's not like a month old pizza that I've got to sit on top of, but 
there's a little bit of clutter and it's a space that they live in and I feel like I'm not going to mess anything up by touching it or sitting on it or existing in it. I think that's a nice feeling. I also saw a post again on Instagram by Sophie Lacido Johnson. I will tag both of these accounts in the show notes, but it says this post is a cute little cartoon and it says things not to do in a dirty house with company. Number one, apologize. Number two, make judgments or assumptions about anyone's values or abilities. Number three, allow an arbitrary social construct about etiquette get in the way of enjoying someone's company. And I love that because it's like after reading that, if I walk into someone's house and they're like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. It's so messy. I'm like, oh, no, do you you think I care? I don't care. I just I think that line about making judgments or assumptions about anyone's values or abilities is really strong and it's really powerful. And I personally never really say, oh, sorry about the mess. I don't know if you do that. I used to always, anytime someone would come over, I would say, oh, sorry about the mess. Someone came to my house this morning and I had prepared for them to come because it was like a special occasion. They were here for an interview. Very exciting. But they came in and I said, oh, I'd apologize about the mess, but our house is never this clean. And also we live here. Sometimes I also tell people, this is a real working house. Sometimes I say, yep, it's messy. It always is. And I feel like getting past that is just the way to go. It's so much more relaxing. We also, a little bit of transparency Tuesday for you on a Monday morning, we also have a cleaner. And this is not a fancy pants thing because I'm making so much money doing a podcast. Um, Actually, haven't made any money yet. That's not why I'm doing this. I'm doing it because I adore you and I adore this. But we've had a cleaner for years. We actually hired her back when Patrick was really battling his chronic illness, um, which I don't think I've spoken about on the pod yet, but I'll, I'll do it probably in our grief episode. We hired her because I simply could not manage the workload of two people when it came to like cleaning our house and keeping it clean. I could kind of do the tidying, but I couldn't do the clean on top of everything else. And she is a godsend. I remember years ago, we were looking at moving out with a whole bunch of friends of ours. And I said, you know, would you all, there were like 10 of us. It was, <laughs> it was going to be probably quite mad, but I said, would you guys be open to hiring a cleaner to come in once a fortnight and do the vacuuming or, you know, the bathroom cleaning or whatever. Not because I think any of us are above cleaning, obviously. I actually have worked as a cleaner myself a few times and that is also part of my job now with Juniper Grove and I love it. But I just knew we probably wouldn't have the capacity and everyone said, no, no, what a waste of money. Like we would rather have a really nice dinner out once a week or something like that. And that's fine. But it turns out, as I learned when we hired our wonderful cleaner, Iris, who has been with us for four or five years now. I just, my money values align with having someone else take a huge mental load off of my plate. Like for her, she gets paid money to do a job that she hopefully enjoys. She says she enjoys it, but I mean, you would, wouldn't you? I hope that she enjoys it. She does an amazing job. And I suddenly have all of this mental space. It's not about the 
time that I'm saving, you know, dusting. It's not about that. It's about the mental load that is off my plate. So if you are in a position where you have money, either you have some spare money, which is like a bit tricky right now, but even if you just have some money that could be redistributed, we don't get Uber Eats where we are. So we never really get takeaway food. We used to, but we don't. And with that knowledge, I probably spend what we used to spend on food on having Iris come in once a fortnight and we've still got to clean, but it's been amazing. And if you are cleaning or tidying yourself and if you are a bit like me, maybe you've got ADHD, maybe you have attention span issues, maybe you're overwhelmed, I just quickly want to share my very best hack for cleaning. And that is the five minute rule. So it's either I call it the five minute rule or I call it the one song rule. And I mean, it's much of a muchness. What I want you to do next time you have a space that needs a tidy for us, it is frequently our dining table. It just piles up and up and up with stuff. And all of a sudden, no one can eat there. And also, I can't find anything that I've ever owned. What I do is I tell myself one song which usually goes for about five minutes. So I say one song, that's all I'm going to do. And I get a speaker. I feel like it works better with a speaker than it does through headphones. I think it's something about the music just flooding the space. And I put on a song that I love, something that I just cannot help but nod my head to. I've got a playlist, which will be my recommendation. So hold that thought. I put on that one song and I tell myself I'm only going to tidy for this one song. And sometimes I do. And that's okay because all of a sudden that space is one song tidier. It's one song cleaner. It's one song less overwhelming than it is before. And maybe I can do another one song tidy later today or maybe tomorrow or maybe someone will come over and help me with it. I don't know. But quite often by the time that one song's finished and the next song starts playing, I'm kind of feeling the groove. I'm kind of feeling like I could keep going and make it a two song clean or a three song clean. And if that happens, then the space is clean, the vibes are high, I'm not overwhelmed, I haven't stressed myself out by committing to an afternoon of doing something, it's just happened. And that is a hack that I recommend. And my last little clear space bit, my last little keeping the space bit is just that if you're ever in doubt, if you're ever not sure how to make your space feel beautiful and warm and welcoming and you want to do it really quickly, all you've got to do is make sure that the five senses are happy. Like if you're, if you've got a date and they're coming back to your place and you're like, oh my God, how do I make this nice? All right. Five senses. So what does it look like? Is it like clean and tidy enough that it's not overwhelming visually? perfect. Is there some art or a rug or preferably both? You know, perfect. What does it smell like? This one is often skipped, but I really cannot recommend highly enough opening some windows, letting some beautiful fresh air flood in, lighting a candle only while you're there, never leave a burning candle unattended, but just making it smell nice and vibey. What does it feel like? Are there nice textures around? Is everything hard to sit on? Is your entire house made out of cardboard boxes and it's like a new age kind of minimalist thing? Like that's fine, but maybe throw a throw in there or some cushions or something nice and snuggly. What does it feel like? Is it too hot? Is it too cold? Or is it just right? Goldilocks energy. 
what does it sound like? So always I recommend popping some music on. No matter what your situation is, it's going to boost your mood. We've spoken about this in multiple episodes, but how it sounds is a sense that needs to be done. Smell, touch, sound, sight. What am I missing? Oh, what it tastes like. Great. Okay, have some snacks, I guess. That's just a nice thing to do in general. Okay, my love. My recommendation for this week is actually for a playlist that I have created. Um, So it is a little bit of a plug, but I just think you'll probably find the song you need for your five-minute rule or your one-song rule in this playlist. Um, You probably will use this playlist to flood your home with good vibes. It'll give you the good energy that you need to find your space. It'll be nice to take with you if you're house sitting because you can take it from place to place and make it feel like home. You can play this playlist while you're renovating. And that is, the playlist is called A Bit Flat and it's on my Spotify. So I think my Spotify is under Love Chloe Jane and it's a vibe. I am consistently inspired by just the fun that is in this playlist and the energy, and I think you're going to love it too. So that's my recommendation. Also, The Jungalo, which is an Instagram account by Justina Blakely. She's written a bunch of books. She's done interviews. She's amazing. It's so much fun. I recommend that one too. And I understand the life-changing magic of tidying up is also beloved, but it's not for me. As long as there's not, again, a three-week-old hamburger or a month-old pizza that I'm going to squash as I park my booty, I don't need that. I just need you. And I'm so grateful for your time and your energy and for having this chat with me. I know it's been a little bit one-sided, but you know where to go if you want to join in the conversation. And I hope that this episode helps you make your space feel as lovely and warm and generous as you are. I love you, good human, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.